sports are really important vehicles for relationships. We have purpose. We have a why. We bring people together. We connect. I feel like God is our greatest supporter and our greatest coach. Welcome to Rabbi on the Sidelines. This is Rabbi Erez Sherman from Sinai Temple in Los Angeles. It's right before Shabbat, but we could not end the week without this special guest who just landed in Los Angeles from the land of Israel here in Los Angeles for a very special event for the Israel Tennis and Education Center. His name is Noam Yitzchaki. He has an amazing journey through the tennis world and is helping young people in Israel bridge the gap between different social divides, between religious and cultural divides, between countries, all because of this game of tennis. Noam Yitzchaki is joining us live from Los Angeles. Welcome. How are you, Noam? Shalom, everyone. Waited for so long to be here and very excited. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course, we can't uh, begin without giving a shout out to our good friends of Sinai Temple and to the Israel Tennis and Education Center. It's Gail and Fred Rollman who watched this uh, program religiously and said, you need to host the Israel Tennis and Education Center. And so you are in Los Angeles. But last year you were actually at Sinai Temple for Shabbat and you gave a wonderful, wonderful uh, presentation about what this is all about. So let's talk first about you, Israel and tennis, because Israel and tennis, you don't often hear in the same sentence. So how did you get involved in the sport in the land of Israel? Who are you, Noam Yitzchaki? Shalom, yeah, thanks. Um, I'm very excited, actually, to be here and share my story that represents story of thousands of children throughout the years. I grew up in a small city in Kiryat Shmona, near the Lebanese border. Uh, back then, we, we had a lot of, we suffered a lot from rockets from Lebanon, and for us, there was nothing to do after school. And I was, I'm saying I was fortunate and lucky to be introduced one day to the tennis center uh, in the city. And I went there with my friend. And since then, uh, the rest is history. I'm here after 26 years working for the organization and providing opportunities for other children in Israel right now. So often Israel is, uh, let's say, connected to soccer in terms of the European sports. It's often connected to basketball with different things like Maccabi Tel Aviv, Apoi Yerushalayim, Amari Stoudemire. But what about tennis? What drew you to that sport specifically that allowed you to have a different experience and led you to a life's journey that you're doing today? Yeah, so for me, when I started, it wasn't about uh, winning Wimbledon or US Open. Uh, but now it, was- it is, right? Uh, now for sure, yes, but uh, but it was to find a safe place after school while my parents were at work, and that was all about. Uh, I, I fell in love with the game. I found myself playing hours on the against the wall with my friends. Later on, got a little bit better, so started to play some regional tournaments. And I met some friends out of my city in Haifa, in Akko, in the north area, and then got a little bit better, started to play some national tournament, later on international, and tennis was uh, the door for me to to open so many opportunities in life and, and meet so many people all over the world, and uh, actually... 20 years later, started my master's program at USF, University of South Florida in Tampa. And I got a scholarship thanks to the tennis. So literally, it opened me so many doors in life. And, and I'm fortunate to, to and so, do 
let's talk about the U.S.-Israel relationship for a moment, because you mentioned when you were here that um, graduates of the Israel Tennis and Education Center, in fact, often get scholarships to United States universities for tennis. Talk about those, some who are Jewish, some who are Arab. Tell us maybe two or three of those favorite stories of success that because of the center, they've now gotten an education and uh, gone further with their journey. Yeah, we believe uh, that education is the key in life and uh, uh, not everyone win Wimbledon, although we have one uh, graduate who won Wimbledon, Australian Open, Andy Ram. Uh, but uh, but uh, Andy Ram from, oh, nice. uh, from Jerusalem, yes, he's, he had a fabulous career. But we understand that not everyone can get to this level and we want to provide them better future, brighter future. And we know education is the key. So we help a lot of our graduate after their army service to get scholarship in high level uh, school industries in the U.S. Uh, we are speaking about schools like UCLA. We are speaking about Duke, any any school you, we can name. And we have throughout the years one graduate that uh, played for their tennis team and represent us in the best way. And so how do these schools find Israel? Do they know that the Israel Tennis Center is a place where they're going to find the highest quality tennis player and, of course, individual? So we find them. We we try to uh, provide our uh, players the best tools to that uh, to, to, to play in the tour and, and in college. And uh, we reach out to the schools and help them in the whole process from the SIT test to to get the scholarship and 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 then find jobs so yes that's so the mission statement that i'm going to read from the israel tennis and education center says this to empower all and i underlined all to empower all children across israel to dream and by doing this we are building bridges to create a more peaceful and stronger israeli society the two words that jump out are empower and dream. And one of those, let's say, um, categories of people you allow to dream are the disabled and to include them. So this is a video that uh, is found on the Israel Tennis Education Center YouTube, and it's about wheelchair tennis. So let's watch this and you maybe tell me a little bit more about these players and what it means to dream. Playing tennis. What do you like the most about the program? So we are here with Zidane, a great tennis player, but beside it, a great human being. I really enjoy to watch you play tennis and would you like to share with us a little bit how do you feel when you are coming and playing at the tennis center? אוקיי, okay, אז אני בעצם, כשאני מגיע לפה אחרי שעות הלימודים המעייפות שלי, זה בעצם נותן לי תחושה אחרת וזה מפקס אותי וזה נותן לי יותר הרגשה טובה. So for the people that are listening and that will watch this that um, didn't see the subtitles, but it's these young people in wheelchairs who are playing tennis and telling you I feel just so good and different, not in a bad way, but in a good way of different when I come to the Israel Tennis Center. How do you talk to families saying that we can allow your child to dream in possibilities that you never thought of because of the simple ball and racket? Yeah, in our on our court, everyone is welcome. And we have a very meaningful program in Akko Tennis mm -hmm. Center and where children 
uh, with wheelchair, come there after school twice a week and have activity. Actually, I was fortunate to be there a few times and, and uh, do the activity with them, which is, it's amazing just to see first the smile on their face, but beside that to see how they active, they do the warm up, sometimes kickboxing, sometimes other sport and then do some tennis drill. Some of them really take the tennis seriously and trying to play more in tournament and stuff. But uh, this this is just the, the, the place that include everyone. And uh, we have a lot in this program specifically, we have a lot of volunteers and our children, the high performance children volunteer and uh, and do the activity with them. So it's really, really meaningful for for us to do that. And of course, I, I would say for them as well. So tell me about the parents after they see that their child has this ability to play tennis. Uh, maybe give us an example of his Aurel or Idan's parents after the first time they see them on the court. What does that feel like to them? And then what does it feel like to you? Yeah, no, for sure. It, it's it definitely, they, they really appreciate it. That's uh, they really know how meaningful uh, for them, for, for their children. And they always uh, say like, uh, th thank you. Like uh, really, really enjoy it and to see their children developing that way and learning another skills in life. And so that's one category and we don't have time to cover all the categories, but the next one I want to category uh, categorize are interreligious and international. And the Abraham Accords happened. And when you think about the Abraham Accords, you don't think about tennis. But one of the visitors that you had to the Israel Tennis Education Center was the ambassador to Morocco. And this is what happened when he came to visit based on what's happening in the Middle East and international affairs. We have been focusing a lot on after the Abraham Accords about uh, bridging uh, to other neighbors, countries. And one of them, I hope, will be Morocco. I know that Morocco had in the past great, great tennis players. Tennis is a beautiful game to bridge between cultures. Happy to be here in a big part of maybe history. And for the professional, it will be more meaningful and special than I think other people in the room because uh, our best friend on tour are Moroccan. So that's interesting. Andy Ram saying, our best friends on tour are Moroccans. And here you have an Israeli who's brought together with a Moroccan. If it wasn't besides tennis, they probably wouldn't know each other. And so maybe you can share how tennis has brought relations between countries, maybe first start individually and seeing how that can lead to more national effects. Yeah. So uh, actually following the Abraham Accord, we got an invitation from a, a Sheik, Sunni Sheik from the UAE to invite one of our players to play on his tournament in Dubai. And uh, it opened door. And again, sport as a tool, in our case, tennis, such a powerful tool to connect between countries, religions, and any anything else. Uh, so following that, the, the ambassador of Bahrain came as well. Wow. And as you, you could see, the ambassador of Morocco as well. And uh, the tennis just provide us, creates bridges between nationalities internally in Israel and so many other aspects. So... So let's talk about the internal aspect, because you mentioned ACO. Uh, later on, we'll talk about the 14 different tennis centers that are around the land of Israel. Um, but how about between Arabs and Jews? Because, you know, that's the, I don't want to say internal challenge, but 
often those are the two groups of people that are not meeting, but on tennis court, it brings them together. I believe you said when you were at Sinai Temple last that you also go into Arab villages and work with them there. What does that look like to engage um, people who probably have not played this sport before um, in a meaningful way? Yeah, it's it's really, really meaningful. First, to provide them the opportunity to play tennis, but beside that, to connect them, to uh, to play together. We call the program Living Together because we have Jewish and uh, Muslim and Christian and Druze and Bedouin. All of them play together. And we started, a, a, I would say, in 2001, we started our tennis center in Taibe which wow. the first time we approach to an Arab village and provide our services and our activity over there. And I can tell you it's just growing and growing and families understand that it's such a powerful and beautiful way to educate their children and provide them life skills and values. So, yes. And so take us through going into Taipei. Whose idea was it? Who did you approach first? How did that first session work? And then I remember you also told me uh, when we met in person that different people started celebrating holidays together based on just simply knowing each other as humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The holidays, it's, it's a big part in our, in our tennis centers, mixed cities such as Haifa, Akko, Jerusalem, uh, Jaffa, we have a, a beautiful, let's say, in, in Christmas and Hanukkah. So we celebrate together uh, during the end of Ramadan in Beersheba in Rahat, which is a village we were invited uh, to the village to, to, to celebrate the end of the fasting. And they celebrate with us our holiday. So it's just so beautiful to see how diverse groups, so many minorities coming together to create such a strong society. And now going to the Arab village, this is very meaningful to go there to, to, to play tennis in their school. And you hear the language, you hear Arabic. So how you communicate, sport is a great tool to communicate between each other. And what were the challenges when you went into Taipei or was it simply open arms? Yeah, it was open arms, but still there were a lot of uh, uh, things that we need to overcome, such as language barriers, such as uh -huh. cultural. So what we did, we the center manager in Taipei is a local uh, Arab, Muslim Arab, who cooperate with another Israeli uh, manager and they operate the activity together. So he knows the culture, he knows the language, we we provide the tools and together we create beautiful activity there. And can you speak about a relationship where an Israeli and an Arab, Jewish and Muslim met and together after they graduate the tennis center, they're either doing something together or they're at least staying uh, cordial in terms of their relationships? Yeah, the, 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 it's a long time, long, long time friendships created. And I can tell you that so many of them ke keep staying friends. And uh, in our tennis center, you can find in, uh, in Christian or Arab. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, it's literally doesn't matter. They're all friends and they're, they're staying friends. And, you know, one of my best friends, he is Christian that immigrated from Lebanon in 2000. Mm -hmm. So wow. I met him throughout the tennis center. So still friends after a lot of years. And so let's talk a little bit about the history and how it grew from just one little center to 14 centers around serving 20,000 children and specifically also children at risk. Yes. Uh, 
kids live in those neighborhoods and this is our task to support those kids and to help them to be out of their neighborhood and out of their home as much as we can. The Children at Risk program is a wonderful solution. They can choose whatever they like to do. If they want to play basketball, uh, soccer, if they like to walk in the gym, if they want to play video games and if they want to play tennis, doesn't matter. And many times I see that those kids find an island of stability in the rough area that they are living in. The tennis center in Jaffa, 90% of our children are subsidized and we teach them how to behave, how to solve problems, how to make decisions. We are trying to give them things that they will take later on in their life. So many different aspects of this tennis center, the multicultural aspect, the diverse aspect, the disability aspect, but simply lessons in life. Um, how do you have space for 20,000 children a week? And what is the goal? What is their journey once they enter the center until the time that they leave? Yeah, so first I'm very excited to like to watch. I was very excited to watch this video. Uh, the center manager, Shaul, he was my coach. So yeah. I, I would like to point that 85% uh, of our tennis center manager and, and uh, coaches, they are graduates of the program. Which and is, he himself was a child at yes, risk that yes. many years ago. Right, right. He started, again, same city as I grew up, and uh, tennis saved his, li his life. And now, yes, he he's fortunate to, to do it for others. And, um, yeah, I just think uh, uh, we are growing. We are growing. We are always trying to expand. We are. Uh, we have uh, currently more locations and, uh, for, in order to have more children. And we are trying to reach any children and... Uh, we have zero turn away uh, from sending children at home because of their religion, soci socioeconomical, or any other reason. Uh, and we we are uh, having the support from North America, and we are fortunate to have the support from uh, mostly Jewish all over uh, North America. And uh, yes, that's thanks to them, we are able to continue. So that's why you're in Los Angeles this weekend. I was going to say that everybody should join on Sunday in the Israel Tennis and Education Center uh, special event, but it is actually sold out to capacity. So we're going to have to wait till the next time you come around. And so what does that look like? When you come to Los Angeles, what are the lessons that you're trying to get um, to the Jewish community, to the tennis world? And how do you create those same lessons that you already teach on the court in Israel to the diaspora outside of the land of Israel? So, so our goal in the exhibition and the event on Sunday is to bring Israel to, to Los Angeles and provide a sample of what we do in Israel. So this team jo that just arrived from Israel as well. So we will have Liron, who her parents immigrated from Ethiopia. We have coach Sasha, who his parents immigrated from Ukraine back then on the 90s. Wow. We have Shadi, who grew up in a Muslim Bedouin uh, village and currently studying in the U.S. We have Rotem, who has a hearing aid, but tennis has changed her life. And Danielle, who tennis is a safe place for him after school, where you, he lives near the border, the Lebanese border. So we are trying to bring our diverse work into the communities here in North America. And, uh, and of course, to uh, uh, share our inspiring story with everyone. And so sports has always sort of been on the side of faith right? Like a rabbi talking about tennis is probably not something that you've really seen so much of. But today's world, 
as Abraham Accords are coming about and diversity, equity, and inclusion are coming about and people want to be more together, sports is a place where you don't have to talk about the things that divide you, but the things that can bring you together. And so what is the message to the faith communities? What moments of faith have you seen either on or off the court through your experience with the tennis center? Yeah, um, sport is a great tool to uh, unite between people. And in our case, it's tennis. And it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background. As long as, uh, as you play together and have fun, we can have a better sport. And, and in our case, in Israel, create a stronger society throughout the tennis. And so one person that has commented on the Israeli Tennis and Education Center is John Macro. This is what he had to say about his experience with the Tennis Center. Tennis teaches you so many life lessons. It's a very difficult game to learn and master. And when you bring kids together in an environment like they have at the Israel Tennis Center, it encourages them to take chances, it encourages them to do things out of their comfort zone. And the work they're doing at the Tennis Center there is just unbelievable. So as much as John Macro say said is the music that played behind, I'm not sure if you know that song, but it was Anive Ata Mishaneta Olam from David Broza. And I think that song really epitomizes what you do at this tennis center, that two people on a court staring at each other, Mishaneta Olam is to changing the world. So uh, John McEnroe, what are your thoughts on his commentary about what you're doing to also change the world? Yeah, it's a uh, so we we believe, and this is something that uh, we said have been saying for for a long time. We can change the whole world, but we can change the whole world of one child and oh, one child at a time. And together, we change one child. We change his family. We change his family, his neighborhood, and slowly the society and creating stronger Israel. So and better world. So yeah. I love that. You cannot change the whole world, but you can change the entire world of a child. That is words of wisdom from uh, Noam Yitzchaki. And so what is, when you take these players and coaches out of the Israel Tennis Center to America for a tour that you're doing, as much as we support the Israel Tennis and Education Center, what does seeing the world mean to them and how do they bring that back to the land of Israel? It's amazing to see some of them. It's their first time in the U.S., and to see how it opens doors for them to start and dream and hope maybe to come and study here. So a lot of uh, our students are after coming here, they're, they, they're starting to dream about the, the idea of having education here in a top institute and, and then go back to Israel with education and influence the industries. We are speaking about the medical industries. We are speaking about any other industries, high-tech industries, and they are influencing. They get leadership uh, skills here. And, and, and it's just amazing to see how it changed their life. And so we can't see you in LA because it's sold out, but where else around the United States can we see you around this tour for people watching around the country? Yes, uh, we so from here we are heading to we'll have a, in, in Youngstown, Ohio, uh, and then Chicago. We will have a great weekend in Chicago, Philadelphia, and uh, Toronto as well. So very excited. And what would be your message to a young person that's 
uh, not choosing between different sports, but hasn't really engaged in tennis. Why pick up that racket right now when you're six, seven, or eight years old instead of migrating to the basketball court, the soccer field, or the football field? Um, I would say soccer, basketball, you have a lot of contact there. In tennis, you have the net to separate with me. No, I'm joking. But uh, it's a great game. Uh, you take a lot of responsibility on yourself and, and you learn life skills and values. And I think it's a, it's really develop your personality to a better person and success in life. And so let's just uh, conclude by asking a future question. 14 centers, 20,000 students a day, Israeli, Arab, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, disabled, abled, everything. Now, as you said, not being able to say no to somebody. In five years, what's your dream of what the, we can help bring to the Israel Tennis Center in education? Yeah, so first and foremost, having more children, providing children the opportunity uh, and open them so many doors throughout the game of tennis. That's always been our goal. And uh, since we started some relationship with uh, Arab countries, UAE, Morocco, Bahrain, uh, our our dream is to to do the Middle East Cup, tennis Middle East Cup in Jerusalem, and hopefully one day it will happen. Uh, who is your tennis hero? Which player do you look up to and model your game after? Ah, uh, wow, that's that's a, a very tough question because uh, we have a, we are living in a generation of so many good players, but actually I I really have been admired Dudi Sela from my hometown who got to be 27 in the world and without any physical uh, major physical characteristics, but uh, first he's Israeli from my hometown, so I was always cheering for him for him. And if somebody's visiting Israel and they want to visit an Israel Tennis and Education Center, how do we do it? Where do we go? Yes, we have first in our website, itcenters.org, that people can uh, get more uh, information about our locations. And they can always uh, contact uh, our office in Florida and New York, which all the contact info over there. And we would love uh, to have anyone to come and see our activity firsthand. Everyone will be welcome, I promise you. Well, we are so thrilled that the moment that you got off that airplane from Ben-Gurion Airport to Los Angeles, you decided to join us in the Sinai Temple Rabbi on the Sidelines podcast, where we talk about the intersection of sports and faith. We are just thrilled to have this connection, a beautiful relationship between Sinai Temple here in Los Angeles and the Israel Tennis and Education Center, in gratitude to Gail and Fred Rollman and so many others at Sinai Temple who are actively involved in the Tennis and Education Center. Uh, Noam, we look forward to seeing you in person very shortly, uh, both in the synagogue and most importantly on the court, both here and more importantly in Israel. Noam, Shabbat Shalom and so Thank great to you. have you. Thank you for this marvelous opportunity. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.